Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome to um, Sparklight. I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, episode five now. Um, Pretty cool week. You know, the Sparks actually were back in town. So they had they had a road game um, against the Mercury in which they won, which, um, uh, which was actually probably one of the best wins of the um, season. If I'm not, uh, let me get the official score for you guys. Uh, they won. Um, they won. Um, what's the score? Oh, they won eighty-five to eighty-six. So it was that seventeen-point victory? If I'm not mistaken, that's probably the largest margin of victory they've had on the um year. Again, um, Candace Parker is still not playing. Elena Beard is still not back. Maria is still not back from overseas. Um, Brittany Griner had twenty-four. But she shot 11 for 26. So, I mean, they did a great job on um, Brittany Griner. Uh, uh, Brianna January didn't didn't even score. Uh, uh, Dwayne Bonner had 22. She was uh, 6 for 14. Um, but, again, for Phoenix, Diana Taurasi still isn't playing, which, which, which really, really sucks, man. Like, uh, I don't know if she's going to think she's out with a she's, she's out with a back injury. Um, I'm not sure what the timetable on her um, return is, obviously. Um, I don't cover the Mercury, so I don't have inside information on, excuse me, the um, Phoenix Mercury. But it sucks, man. It sucks that, uh, especially for my, excuse me, first year covering the um, WNBA, that so many of the stars, you know, currently aren't playing. Um, Diana, I'm going I'm to get back to the Sparks in a minute, but let me go on my tangent first. Um, Diana, like when anybody thinks about women's basketball, I think that, like, Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, Maya Moore, and like Sue Bird, and probably Skylar Diggins are some of the first people you think of. And it sucks that uh, uh, Candace Parker isn't playing right now. She's out, but she should be back pretty soon. Um, uh, actually, um, kind of crazy, but uh, the tone in practice, obviously uh, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles a couple of days ago. Um, and the tone in practice after he tore his Achilles was kind of like, yo, we're going to be really, really, uh, when they when, when they asked Derek, uh, you know, when was Candace coming back, uh, it seemed like they were taking an extremely, extremely careful approach. And I'm not saying that, you know, influence anything. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have done that regardless. But um, I think that just that injury put, like, the entire basketball world on notice. Like, yo, if somebody can't go, they can't go. Make sure that they're 100% healthy before you send them out there. So she's not out there right now. Sue Bird isn't out there right now. Diana Taurasi isn't out there right now. Maya Moore is on a um, sabbatical, so shout out her. Um, but she's not out there right now. So, so many of the big names are not on the court playing right now. But that was one of the best wins of the um, season. It was a, a away game. Then they, then they had a back-to-back. They played the New York Liberty on, uh, what day was that, Saturday, which I actually was in attendance for. Um, one thing that... Uh, that was kind of crazy. That uh, first of all, I, I'm gonna I'm go back to saying that all the time. Like I love that uh, you know Coach Fisher doesn't have an issue with speaking on um, issues that plague these women in the um, WNBA. I think that that's important. Again, I think that he 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 has a chance to be a real a real legend and like a real voice um, in this sphere because it's important and like it's very very needed. And also, Coach Fisher, you know, me and um, TVJ was having this um, discussion uh, not too long ago. Um, Coach Fisher, like, he didn't just play in the league. Like, he played for the Lakers, you know. So this is, like, one of the most historic, when it comes to historic franchises in basketball, you really can't get more historic than the Los Angeles Lakers. So they've, they they have top flight um, um, uh, amenities. You know, they have top flight facilities. They have 
you know, stadium is top flight. Even the Sporn, the Sporn, the Sporn was a um, historic arena. You know, uh, I'm sure the practice facility is beautiful and great. Uh, so he knows what a class A organization should look like. So when he gets annoyed at things that go on in the WNBA, I think it's great, and I think that it's needed for the league. Um, he revealed that after they played in Phoenix, they actually took a flight back to L.A. the next morning, got in at 11, and then had to play the Liberty at, like, 7 p.m. that day. That doesn't really happen. You know, usually in, like, the NBA, from what I know, you know, you leave that night, you get in the city maybe mad late, and then you go to sleep, and then you wake up, have a full day in that city, and then go play the game. Um, that's not what happened. Uh, so, that being said, uh, the next day they played the uh, Liberty. Um, I was actually in attendance for that game. Um, the Sparks ended up losing that game, and to me, that was by far the worst loss of the season. Um, I understand how Vegas went. You know, the Vegas game they played earlier in the year, that was a bad loss, but the Vegas game was also the first game of the season, so you're still working out some kinks. You know, you know, you, you get new coach, you got rookies, they don't necessarily, uh, you know, they're not as comfortable yet. You know, uh, again, you're still missing people. So you can kind of, I mean, you don't even know what the lineup is going to be. Like, you even kind of working with lineups, trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, what lineup is best. So putting that aside, uh, the Liberty loss was the worst loss of the season. The Liberty came in, what, 2-4. and four. Um, Sparks came in 4-2. and two. Uh, You know, they got off to a great start. Like, I think they were up, like, 10 within the first five minutes of the game. I mean, I'm watching. I'm thinking, like, yo, they's like, this game, they should just run away with this. Like, this should be a quick and easy victory, 16, 17-point victory, quick and easy. Uh, you know, the starters sitting down, getting rest. And, you know, we got the, the, uh, the you know, we, we, we uh, let the bench finish it out in this one. That's what I'm thinking. That's not at all what happened. I think by halftime, the score was tied. And down the stretch... Uh, the Liberty pulled away. They actually ended up winning the game 98 to 92, which is an extremely high scoring game for the um, WNBA. Like that 98 to 92 scores don't happen extremely often. That's a, that again, that's an extremely high scoring game for the um for for uh you know the um WNBA. So obviously no defense was played either way. Uh both teams were playing a back-to-back. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Liberty played Vegas the night before. They actually took a bus from Vegas to L.A. So, I mean, obviously the the uh, travel both ways was, wasn't the most convenient for either team. So that can't be an excuse. Um, and actually, this is the first time that I must say that I disagreed with something that um, Coach Fisher said or uh, did. Uh, uh, Amanda um, Azul, I pray to God I'm pronouncing her name correctly, regardless Forgive me if I'm not, but I pray I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Regardless, she had a WNBA season high, 37 points. She was 7 of 8 from distance, from 3. Apparently, she was 5 for 21 coming into the game on the season. So, um, Coach Fisher was like, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, you know, change um, my whole scheme just because she had a couple shots. I'm sorry, Fish. I completely disagree with that. She had 25 points at halftime. And it wasn't even like she was hitting some crazy shots, tough shots over people. They was open. So, you know, after the game, I, I think I went around and asked, you know, uh, all of them, like, yo, was the communication the issue? And they said that they could have communicated better, obviously. I mean, obviously, she keeps ending up open. But 
I think that some of it was like the system. I think they just kept daring her to shoot, and she obviously was knocking them down. Like, I'm sorry. At a certain point in time, when like she has, what I think it was 25. When we when they, when we went to the half, she had 25 points. At some point in time, I feel like at halftime you gotta adjust your defense, and they didn't do that. Like again, she was 13 of 16 from the field and seven of eight from three, and a plus 14. I'm sorry, like I don't care what she did coming into that game. I know you assume that hey, maybe she's not gonna stay as hot. Um, but I mean, you gotta adjust. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if somebody go in there with 25 points at halftime, for one, I don't know if y'all know how uncommon that is. Again, 37 points so far after I think most teams that played seven to eight games was was the uh, league leader in points this year. So you let her come out and get a league lead in points on you and miss one three and miss three shots in total in 35 minutes. I'm sorry. I don't care what she was coming into the game. I'm sorry, Fish. You got to switch up and switch up your defense. So I, I, I like that. That might have been the first time that you know, uh, post game or um, in practice, that a coach said something that I didn't agree with. I'm sorry. Like you again, when somebody is seven of eight from three, you can't keep daring them. I mean, when, I mean, I mean, even even like when somebody has 25 points at halftime, you can't keep daring them to keep shooting. Like at, I mean, at that point, she's feeling good. She in a rhythm, you know. Uh, these are like the best basketball players in the world. I don't care what she was coming into the game. Again, if she going to the half with 25 points, hey, man, on them picking fades, on them picking pops, somebody got to get out to her. I mean, literally, every like literally, I, they kept running the pick and fade, pick and pop, and every single time, Amanda would wide up, end up wide open. I'm talking about like she had time to think about what she wanted for dinner before she took the shot. It wasn't nobody near her. Anytime they ran a pick and fade, which leads to you being seven of eight from three. I mean, look, I understand she was five for 21 coming in, but probably not granted. I don't know. I don't watch every New York Liberty game, so I don't know. But I would assume part of her being five for 21 from three is the fact that it was probably hands in her face when she took these threes instead of just letting her shoot open threes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, you can't get burned like that. Also, that was a crazy foul discrepancy. Uh, the Liberty ended up taking 26 free throws, and the Sparks ended up taking seven free throws. Um, 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 Sinead was asked about this. Uh, she seemed kind of frustrated about it. Um, I wish I had the full clip for you guys, but I don't. Um, but she seemed very frustrated about it in the um, locker room. But, I mean, I don't think the refs called the game bad. I mean, look, Kia Nurse took... Uh, 16 free throws, but she deserved all 16 of those free throws. Like, from what I saw, the Liberty were the more aggressive team all night. And even Coach alluded to this. He said, like, yeah, you know, like, there was a huge foul discrepancy. I think, actually, they took they took 14 more shots. The uh, Sparks took 84 shots. The Liberty took 70 shots. But, again, the field goal, the free throw discrepancy was 26 to 7. But, again, I think a lot of that was the team that and this is with any game, I mean, NBA, WNBA, college basketball, high school basketball, whatever. The team that's most aggressive gets the whistle because, I mean, when you have somebody on their heels, like that's just what happens, you know. So I felt the Liberty were more aggressive all night, especially Kia Nurse. I mean, she kept attacking the basket, attacking the basket, attacking the basket every time, um, and she deserved all the fouls she got. Like I, I didn't. I didn't think the refs called a bad game. I mean, yes, there's a crazy foul discrepancy, but again, I thought that that's what happens when you're the most when 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 you know you're the most aggressive team. And again, if if you know uh you know uh if 
um, the Liberty uh, hadn't played last night. Maybe I have a different opinion, you know, but they played, you know, like they like they were coming off of back to back as well. So it's not like they had rest and the Sparks didn't have any rest. Like, no, both of you guys came in with the same same obstacles. And and the Sparks, who I think are hands down the better basketball team, I think that they, I think the the, the Liberty play with more energy, but the Sparks are hands down the better basketball team. Like, look, they have, I mean, shout out Tina Charles, she's great. But even I thought Neca did a great job on Tina Charles. What she's four for, she's four for um seventeen. I guess she did have thirteen rebounds. I think she even, she had three offensive rebounds. I think she even had one of the bigger offensive rebounds of the game, like late in the game. I think she got she got uh, a rebound and put it back up. Um, but still, Neca did a great job on her. She had nine points, nine points, thirteen rebounds. Um, what I mean, who killed her was Kia Nurse and um, Amanda. I mean, look, even though Asia Dirt first pick in the draft was second, second pick in the draft actually, if I'm not mistaken, she was second pick. Uh, she had eleven points, five for ten. I think that again, the Sparks had the more talented basketball team, but they didn't play with the type of intensity that they needed to play with to win that game. And to me, personally, that was the worst loss of the season. Even when I look at down the stretch, right? Uh, after the game, um, I asked Coach, uh, how did he feel about the shot selection down the stretch? Um, and basically what he said was, was uh, uh, you know, he thought fatigue got in the way, especially um, defensively. And also that 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 kind of affects the type of shots you take. Like you, like you could see people um, definitely settling. I thought Chelsea Gray settled a lot down the stretch. I thought she 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 took some threes that maybe I would have liked to see, you know, driven or or you know some shots that I thought you can get a better look than you know what they were taking down the stretch. And again, maybe you can um, attribute um, some of that to you know fatigue. Again, that's a that's a crazy day of travel. I never heard of anybody getting in a city at 11 a.m. and then being forced to play a game at 7 p.m. Like, I've never really, like, I don't, I can't, I don't even think you can have shoot around if that's the case. Like, do you, like, what do you, do you even go home at that point? Like, literally, like, do you even go home? Like, how do you, what's the protocol when you get in the city at, you know, in L.A. at, uh, you know, 11 a.m. and you got to play at 7? I legit can't fathom doing that. Again, like, do you even get to go home? Do you even get to get some new clothes, come to the game? Like, that's a crazy day of travel. Then then to ask, you know, um, somebody to play and give 110% is definitely unfair. But, again, there's no excuses. Like, that's, I mean, look, that's what the uh, schedule says. And I don't think that – I think that more mental mistakes is why they lost more so than uh, they just didn't have it physically the entire night. Again, like – Amanda Azul was seven of eight from three. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I, I'm sorry. If, if she comes in five for 21, there's no reason she should go seven of eight from three and three and 13 of 16 from the field. I'm sorry. That's a mental lapse. That's, that's somebody not talking or that's on the coaches to make defensive adjustments. Again, I'm going to keep saying this. If somebody goes into the half with 25 points and I don't know what, the WNBA season high was before this game, but after this game, Amanda got the season high on the Sparks. I'm sorry. Somebody going to the half with 25, at some point in time, you have to adjust your defense. It does not make any sense to me as to why they didn't. I'm sorry. So, again, I, I, I it's 
No excuses. Personally, I think that this was one of the worst losses. Like I said, one probably the worst loss of the uh, season. I tweeted when I was at the game. When I was at the game, I was just looking like, yo, this is not going good. Again, like I, I thought that this should have been a quick and easy win. Um, you know, obviously they struggled with them the first time they played. I think the first time they played, let me actually uh, check. Because um, this is the second time they played them this year. The first time they played them, uh, they won... Um, 78 to 73. So that was, you know, a close game. Um, that was when I think Chelsea Gray went on that like 9-0 run herself down the stretch. Um, Chelsea also didn't have the best game in this one either. Like, um, you know, I love Chelsea. I personally think, at least from what I've seen, that she's probably the best point guard in the in the WNBA. But um, in my opinion, I don't know if, because again, I think that Coach Fisher coaches them in a very NBA style, as in, like, the guards get a lot of freedom. Like, again, I don't think that Steve Kerr calls that many plays for stuff. I think a lot of it is just like, yo, you go out there and you just, like, play basketball and figure it out. You know, I don't think that Russ gets mad plays called for him. Um, you know, I don't think that Chris Paul has mad plays called for him. Or Harden has mad plays called for him. A lot of it is just read and react. So I think that, uh, and, 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 and from what I see, you know, in the um, WNBA, uh, a lot of women aren't given that same freedom. I think that again, because of the because the athleticism isn't the same. I think that a lot of coaches try to overcoach and micromanage manage a little bit too much. And Fisher doesn't seem to do that, from what you know I see. And even when I ask the players, like they always talk about the freedom he gives and like the trust that he has in them. But sometimes it backfires. Um, yeah, sometimes you can see the offense get like a little bit stagnant. Um, and, and, and again, I, I don't think, I think like Chelsea is still up and down some games again, like against the, uh, against the, uh, the, uh, Mercury, she basically had a double, double. She had 21 and nine and, uh, was eight for 16 from the field, four of six from three. And the biggest thing to me is she only had one turnover, you know? So basically, I mean that that to me you basically got a double double with one turnover. That that to me is a great game. Um against the Liberty, the next game, she had eighteen uh uh six assists, four turnovers, and was eight of sixteen from the field and was a minus five. So it's still up and down, but again, I think a lot of it being up and down is due to the fact that I mean I think all of them are still getting used to the um freedom um within the offense. One bright spot though was um Shanae, I actually thought that she played one of her best games of the season. She had 26 and 14. Uh, she had what seven offensive rebounds. So that's that's crazy. That's like seven offensive rebounds is not extremely common. I don't care what lead you're playing in, it's not common. Seven offensive rebounds, seven um defensive rebounds. I wish I could find how many second chance points they got off that. Uh actually, no, I can find it. They had 16 second chance points. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how many she had per se. But seven offensive rebounds, I'm pretty sure she probably got at least about six of them off second-chance points. Uh, so, again, I think that that was one bright spot. I think she probably had her best game of the uh, season. But luckily for the Sparks, um, their record sits at 4-2. Uh, they have the Mystics. On Tuesday, which is actually in L.A. If I'm not, yep, it's actually in L.A. So I will be at that game. I get to see um, Della Don um, perform live. I'm very, very um, excited about that. I remember Della Don when she was at Delaware. I remember, like, you know, ESPN doing specials on her. Uh, when she played for the um, Chicago Sky for a second, but I actually wasn't in Chicago. 
um, when she uh, played for them. So I never got a chance to see her play. Uh, but I'm very, very excited to see her play. Um, it's going to be a tough game, obviously. Uh, they're going to have their work cut out with um, for them. Tierra's going to have her. I'm, 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 I would assume either Tierra or NECA is going to be matched up against her to start. Uh, probably NECA. Um, I think Deladon is more of a small forward, power forward, so probably NECA. Maybe even Sydney might take some time uh, to guard her. Um, actually, I even got a chance to talk to Sydney. Caught up with her after the um, game. And uh, I asked her, basically, um, you know, because before, um, I think, like, right before the season started, I asked her if she knew what her role was. Um, she kind of sounded unsure at that point in time. But then when I re-asked her the same question, couple, you know, what after like seven games, you know, I think she realizes that her job is to, again, get like do all the dirty work that maybe some other players don't want to do is to, you know, contest shots, uh, play defense, get on the fourth flat, lose ball, and also, you know, uh, take shots when they're open. You know, I even saw play she did early in like the first quarter. She, she shot at a step back three. I swear to God, I have not seen her shoot a step back three even in practice. Now, I've never seen her shoot that shot. So, again, that just tells me that she's getting more confident. Um, my favorite player on the team, Marina Marbury, caught it with her um, after the game. She actually didn't score against the Liberty, but I didn't mind. I just love the confidence that she's playing with. Again, she's not bashful about shooting the ball. and just I love it. Like, they brought her here to shoot the ball. She's the Notre Dame all-time leading leader in, uh, uh, in um, three-pointers made. So, obviously, she can shoot. So, when you want to court, shoot the ball. Also, uh, you know, when I asked her um, uh, on uh, media day about, like, the style between, you know, the style difference between East Coast and West Coast, and, you know, she was talking about how uh, uh, she never grew up with a trainer. She just grew up, you know, playing outside, trying to figure out, you know, uh, where to get to her spots and how to get this layup off the glass. You can kind of see that. Um, and... Uh, there are a lot of finishes and drives that she has that right now she doesn't finish, but in a year or two she'll finish them. Like like she'll do crazy, you know, scoop layups like a Kyrie or like a Kimball Wood. Um, but she doesn't always finish them right now. But I think that with more repetition and getting used to the game, in about two to three years she's gonna be a great player. I'm telling you. Like to me, to me, man, she, uh, like I think she is one of like like. Again, I think she's somebody that can drive excitement to the league, especially with the way everybody loves threes. Like, she'll pull up from NBA range. Again, she didn't score in this game. Um, she was, uh, you know, she had a zero plus minus. Um, she had two rebounds. She had a, a assist over three from three. But I didn't mind the way she played because, again, with the rookies, I just think it's just about confidence. I mean, even with Kalani, like, I like Kalani. Uh I really like the – well, first of all, she's 6'7". You know, you don't see – like, she's probably one of the, you know, bigger players uh, as far as size um, in the WNBA. But also, she can stretch out. Um, so, I think that, like, the future is really, really bright for the Sparks. Um, but, again, like, right now they sit at 4-3, and three, and I think that that was the worst loss of the season. I'm not going to say anything about the Connecticut Sun loss because the Connecticut Sun are just really good. Like, I, like, I think they beat Vegas the other day, if I'm not mistaken. Let me actually – Check it for you guys. I don't just want to be just saying stuff. Um, yeah, they beat. Uh, they're on a. Is it a five game win streak? Yeah, they're yeah they're yeah they're on a five game win streak. They beat the Sparks, uh, which is the game that I'm not gonna kill the Sparks for losing. I thought that 
you know, they competed, uh, especially down the stretch. I thought they, you know, they, 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 you know, didn't just give it up. They tried, you know, they competed. They came back. They made a run. They just, they just, they just couldn't close it out. Um, and also, I think the Connecticut Sun, I mean, they're first in the Eastern Conference right now. So they're obviously one of the best teams in the league. Uh, uh, you know, they beat the Mystics after that. Well, no, they beat the Dream after that. Then they came uh, to Washington. Well, no, the Washington played them at home. They beat the Mystic. Then they beat the Sun. Then they beat the Storm yesterday. So, again, Connecticut is just really, really good. So I'm not going to, you know, too much harp on that. But, again, the Liberty loss is the worst loss of the season. And, and I don't want to see them lose any more games the way that they lost that game. You know, um, they didn't get out-rebounded, which is something that they have had a tendency to do all year, uh, uh, but I think that they're gonna have. I think rebound. They're they're gonna have to rebound by committee. You know, until Candace and um, until Maria get back from overseas. Um, but they did win this rebounding battle, forty-two to thirty-five. So that is encouraging. Um, that's something that even when you walk into press conferences now, like everybody is noticing that they actually do have a real issue with um, rebounding. Excuse me with on rebounding. So luckily they didn't get out rebounded. There were some positives that you can take from the game against the Liberty again. I thought that um they played great. Um I love Sydney's confidence. Um I love Maria's confidence. Um I can see that Chelsea has to continue to get used to the system and just and just continue to get used to just making the right read, especially in um crunch time. You know, I feel like Derek gives her a lot of responsibility and what's the Spider Man? I think with great power comes great responsibility. You know, I think that Again, I think that she realistically is uh, obviously like uh, Diana's not playing right now. You know, Sue Burry isn't either. Um, but I think she's probably the best point guard, at least that I see in the um, WNBA. So, you know, with that, it comes um, responsibility. And with that, you got to uh, be consistently great. And I think that she can. I think that she deserves to be an all-star. Um, by the way, the all-star uh, um, ballot is open. I realistically think the Sparks... I mean, I think NECA has a, a case for All-Star. I think Shanae, with the way she's playing, has a um, case for All-Star. Chelsea as well. Obviously, when Candace comes back, she's going to have a case for All-Star. Like, this team could realistically have minimum two All-Stars, maybe even four. Um, but, yeah, look, um, they play. So, I'm recording this on Monday. So, by the time you hear this sparklight, uh, it, it'll be two hours until the Mystics game. Um Hopefully they can right the ship. I you don't want to fall to four and four. Um, you know, granted it's still early, but the thing about the WNBA is you don't really get too much time to figure it out. You know, the, the, the season is like thirty to thirty-one games long. Um, it might be thirty-two games long, but regardless, you don't get too much time to figure it out. Like, so you got to hit the ground running, which also is like unfortunate. The fact that you know everybody is not in camp, um, um, which which is why you know Fish was super annoyed. Like, how am I gonna implement my system? Um, when half of the team, like, ain't even in camp or when, you know, half of the team get to training camp, uh, you know, one day before the season starts. Like, how do I even implement my system? How do I uh, get a starting lineup that works? Like, I'm trying to figure this all out on the fly in the regular season doing the first couple games, which the first couple games are still very, very important. Um, So, yeah, hopefully, again, they can right the ship. Um, Hopefully they can beat Washington. Uh, the Mystics record currently is, uh, the Mystics are currently, um, let me check, the Mystics are currently four and three, so both of them have the same record. Uh, oh my God, Connecticut Sun are actually eight and one right now, so they are clearly the best team 
in the league. Um, luckily for the Sparks, they do sit at second in the Western Conference right now. The Aces are, uh, well, them and the Aces have the uh, same record. Um, but again, hopefully they can right the ship against um, against um, the Mystics. Again, you don't want to fall I me mean, because, look, you lose a game and you fall to, what, 4-4. Four and four. The Storm are 5-4 and four right now. You know, like, they win and... Maybe the uh, 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 Minnesota Lynx win. They're uh, four and five right now, and then you maybe could drop to fourth place. And now you put yourself a little bit behind the A ball. Obviously, again, like everybody's really, really close together, but still, you always want to give yourself a little bit of cushion because you never know what may happen um, down the stretch. You know, you may have an injury to here or there. Like hope, like hopefully not, but you may, you know, sprain an ankle, something like that. So now you, you know, out for a couple weeks. You always want to give yourself a little bit of cushion. Um, also, you want to give yourself, if possible. Uh, you you you, you um you want to keep your players fresh, uh, going into the playoffs and going into um October. So I think it's very important that they win this game. Obviously, it'll be a great test. They're they're going to be against one of the best players in the um WNBA. Um, so it's going to be a great great test for them. Also, I think uh Tierra will, will be playing her old team. Uh, I wish I could have a chance to ask her about that, but um, obviously the game is tomorrow, so I can't. I'm here with you guys, so I can't go to practice today. But I wish I had a chance to ask her about that. But again, um, so yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, next time we talk, they will be. I think they don't. What they play on the twenty first, as in the Sparks. So I'm trying to see how many games they would have by the next time we talk. Where they play the Storm, they play the Mercury again. So these are all three very winnable games. Um, the Storm are without their two best players. Obviously, Brianna Stewart with the torn Achilles, prayers up to her. Um, Sue Burry had knee surgery. We don't know if she's gonna play. That's a, that's that's a very winnable game. Also, the Mercury are what two and four. So that's so like that's a, so that's a very winnable game. Hopefully, hopefully the next time we speak, um, Sparks will have a record of seven and three. I think that that's what they should expect from themselves. I think that is very possible. I think that they are. They have more talent than every team that they're going to play. Um, then they play the Aces on uh, the uh, uh, um, um, 627. But, again, I think they have more talent than every team that they're going to play. Uh, they should expect to win these games, and hopefully they do. Hopefully they right the ship a little bit. Um, hopefully that loss was, you know, maybe a wake-up call. Uh, uh, and maybe they, you know, um, I don't know, do, do some things differently and understand that, uh, just because you can score points doesn't mean that you should think that you're going to just outscore everybody, that you have to be locked in defensively on every single possession because, again, you get somebody hot like Amanda and she goes out there and goes seven for eight from three and, you know, goes out there and gives you 37 points. I mean, it don't really matter how how much you can score, you know, like you you just like got a team on fire and you, and, and, and you just don't want to play that game. Um, especially as you move into the playoffs and, uh, you know, against some of the uh, better competition because that will come back um, to haunt you. But it's been another episode of Sparklight. Again, I was disappointed in the loss against the Liberty, but it's not the end of the world. Still only seven games um, into the season. Hopefully when we guys, uh, when we all reconnect, that they will be on a three-game winning streak. I think that it's very possible for them to be on a three-game winning streak. I think that that is what they should all expect from themselves. So, again, to the next time, uh, it's been Sparklight, and um, go Sparks.